With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! Garden babies, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you got me. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black D. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. It is Wednesday, September 16, 2015. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J-Cat Morris. Man, I got a bunch of shit to talk about tonight um, from uh, the CZW show that happened over the weekend, uh, Dancing with the Stars, as I like to call it, um, and my Spartan race I did over the weekend. Um, any minute now, I should be having Devin Moore call in, and um, definitely got a lot to talk to that guy about been a long time since I had Devin back on, so I wanted to have him, you know, back on, go through a whole bunch of different things, and, um, you know, it should be a good time, and uh, like I said, I got a bunch of different things from the races to the, um, 
Yeah, the CZW show to cover besides that. So, uh, yeah, just waiting on Devin Owen, and not to mention week one of the NFL. So, uh, definitely a ton of shit to cover. Um, not seeing Devin's number just yet. So, uh, let me see what I can do about that. Um, let me see. Devin's uh, a little on the late side, no big deal. Um, eh, let me... Uh, all right. All right, I got this. Let me uh just throw on another uh throw on a track real quick. And then uh I'll come back and uh, hopefully I'll have Devin on. All right. Rock, rock. Take me up I mean, it was cool at first, you know. Just you know, rapping about nothing. But then like what happened was The people they started You know to talk about things That make sense I'm like it's fun People read this shit I'm like it's the fun guy I don't know where that shit comes from man. I'm like yo It's fucking amazing man. For real For real I don't even know how this shit started. It went down like this. One little nigga snuck through the door. Peeped the scene. Sniped a few, then crept through with two more. Heads were getting nervous. That's three now. They want to break north. Too late. Five more toward the door. Straight the fuck off. It's all now. Getting down in the trenches. They soldiers getting the Moax to splinters on ragged they benches. Since this war ain't shit sweet. This click this first. And then they transform the chess pieces. All fair grounds of a spare clown. Rockin' rock be the rooks. Hold the square down. Are you prepared now? I tear down. Any opponent who's Styles fuck wild, meanwhile your ass like you obliterate Demonstrate, tactics you need practice First of all your monkey ass rhyme like you're backwards I should smash kids when they try to get to yawn Limits timid but they can never get with Sean That's words, Sean don't give up What about none they got niggas or snakes that slither And if you wanna come test the inflictor I got your name, number, address, plus your picture My words, yes, my heavenly words, words that get niggas locked up in 73rd, prefer to chill, but the sun can't do that, due to my temperature, tempted to bring it where your crew's at, you lack with the skills that it takes to make ends meet, cause it seems that your ass is weak, my occupation, operation, lockdown on your radio station, whoever got the hot sound, who want test, yo, Mr. Maul, do aka Rock Nest, yo, guard your chest, y'all, nothing can protect, y'all, from buckshot on down to the rep, y'all, we run through your set, y'all. Fuck the rest, y'all. We be the best, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. I crack backs north, south, east, and west, y'all. With no stress, y'all. I deep do, I guess, y'all. Got ancestors and decepts. I never met, y'all. Ready to west, y'all. Place your bottom dollar best, y'all. Chess boys become mess boys if you flex, y'all. Nevertheless, y'all. We out to save the shit before it's dead, y'all. Lock it down with the full court press, y'all. This is the BCC. And double D in the 99. We lock it down. Lock it 
pop up here, but um, I guess until then, I'll go into some of this football that happened this past weekend. Um, uh, New England and Pittsburgh started off the season on Thursday, and um, New England came out with a, you know, pretty dominant showing. Um, It wasn't until the fourth quarter that the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of, you know, threw on a little points and um, beat the fucking point spread, because I I bet, uh, you know, they were seven and a half. So I went seven and a half. Uh, I took New England still. And, uh, man, they had that, that two-touchdown lead all game. And they threw in some last-minute shit. Man, I went to bed, woke up, and fucking saw that I lost that pick. I was like, you motherfuckers. Um, so, you know, that was, that was how we started the week. But New England won. I just thought there was no chance in hell that the Pittsburgh Steelers would win, and, and they didn't. Um, you know, going up next, uh, Green Bay, Chicago. Uh, Chicago put up a lot more of a fight than I thought they were going to. Green Bay was still dominant, you know, went out and won the game, but uh, Chicago put up somewhat of a fight. Um, A lot of people are putting Green Bay way out in front of everybody as far as uh, the NFC goes and expectations and everything. Uh, Kansas City and Houston. This was one of those things where Houston's defense is so stacked that it got all the attention in the world, but the big, big factor with, with Houston was they have no offense. The fucking running backs out, quarterbacks completely questionable, um, you know, on who would even be the starter going into week one. And they decided to, you know, go with, with Hoyer. And by week two, they're already going um, away from Hoyer. So it's it's crazy as shit. And um, Kansas City, man, they're a good all-around team. Their defense is good. Alex Smith is a good quarterback as long as all the weight isn't on his shoulders. You know, he's a guy who just doesn't make a lot of mistakes as long as you're not putting too much shit on him. You know what I mean? And um, they're in, they kept control of that game for the most part. And, um, you know, they beat him by a touchdown. Uh, Cleveland at the Jets. I mean, the Jets beat him, but it, it's fucking Cleveland. It's, uh, you know, they had uh, – who the fuck did they have? Um, oh, shit. The quarterback, uh, Cleveland, I'm trying to think of who it was. Um, damn it. But uh, he went down there. He, he tried some goal crazy running shit, and um, he got just jacked up right around the goal line, dropped the ball, knocked out of the game with a concussion, uh, just picked it up in the end zone for a touchback. That was completely the changing point in the game because at that point, Johnny Manziel came in, and Johnny Manziel sucks. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. That guy isn't worth shit. So uh, the Jets won the game. But but let's not get it fucking twisted. The Jets are nothing to be worried about. We're talking about the Cleveland Browns with a backup quarterback. If uh, if Dude would have scored that touchdown right there, the whole game might have went differently. But he got his shit off. So what can he do? Um, Indianapolis and Buffalo. This was a big shocker. Not a shocker to my dude, uh, Jeremy, man. He... He's a diehard Bills fan the way I'm a Niners fan. And uh, he, he kept telling me, man, this defense is defense. 
He said, I don't know, man. Like, fucking Indianapolis Colts are supposed to be uh, some old next shit. But, um, man, they put the fucking Colts on lockdown. They had control of that game throughout. And um, their offense was able to do enough and put up 27 points. But, um, but yeah, man, the Buffalo defense is a force to be reckoned with. Watch out for the motherfuckers. Uh, if they can knock the Colts off, I mean, they could definitely battle with anybody out there. Um, the big, you know, test for Buffalo is going to be how their offense looks against a, a real, real serious defense. The um, the Colts, that's their biggest problem. They don't have a legitimate defense. They have a high-powered offense, but, you know, I don't know where the fuck Devin's at. Um, so what else you got? Uh, Miami and Washington. I mean, Miami pulled the win, but this was somewhat of a back-and-forth affair. I didn't expect this shit. I expected uh, Miami to win a little bigger than that. But Washington has a lot to prove because they've been counted out from before the season started with this RG3 stuff. Um, Carolina beat Jacksonville. Not a big shock, but I was hoping the Jacksonville Jaguars would pull a sneak move on them. Uh, Seattle got beat by St. Louis, proving exactly what I was saying you know, previous to this season, going in, I said, listen, Russell Wilson is not going to be allowed to to have second and third chances in the backfield with rushers coming all season. There's no way he's going to do that shit every season for the rest of his career. He got away with murder last year as far as extending drives and um, slipping tackles and keeping shit going that he should have been sacked. You know what I mean? Like this, this dude would have been on his back a million fucking times if it wasn't for, you know, just circumstances worked out in his favor. And man, he's an athletic dude and he made shit happen, but the defenses aren't going to keep letting him make shit happen. I mean, it's just, you you fucking clock is ticking with shit like that. If your offensive line isn't going to protect you for any length of time, and it's going to be just you running around crazy back there trying to make plays, you might get a season or so out of that, but it's not going to go like that your whole career. Um, Especially as he gets older and the wheels slow down. You know, that's not the case yet whatsoever, but um, he's not just going to be able to fucking dance around back there and make all this shit happen. And, you know, he did a decent amount, but in the same token, that fucking, um, that St. Louis defense got in that ass, man. They were, they were fucking him up, man. They were hitting him constantly. And um, St. Louis, I don't have a lot of, um, I don't have a lot of faith in St. Louis's offense, even though they look pretty fucking good against Seattle. Again, I think Seattle's defense is way overrated. When they went down and, um, you know, uh, towards the end of the game, went down the field and scored and and got back in it and and tied it up to go into overtime, uh, they – I think they were the last to score to tie it up. I don't know. The last touchdown that St. Louis scored going in, man, I'm fucking – What's that asshole's name? Sherman. He got beat straight up, man. They had just about double coverage on this guy, and they still didn't. They still didn't stop the pass game. So uh, their defense is overrated. Their safety's still holding out. They got a lot of shit going on. They're they're not the team that they were a couple years ago. They weren't last year, really, because like I said, they went to battle with a eight and eight Panthers team in the playoffs where the Panthers had every chance to win that game that they could have, at least through three quarters until the fourth quarter, Seattle didn't really have control of that game whatsoever. You know, and this is the team that went to the Super Bowl. I think it was somewhat of a weak NFC and they were able to really kind of get by. And at that point, you know, they had enough pieces in there 
on their team to make shit happen, obviously, and get to the Super Bowl and almost win the motherfucker. But um, I just don't think they're the dominant team. You know, people keep on with this bullshit about, uh, oh, yeah, they're fucking, they're a lock to win the NFC West. You're out of your motherfucking mind if they're a lock to win anything. Nobody's a lock to do shit right now. The season just started. And guess what? Out of the NFC teams, NFC West teams, guess who's the only fucking team with a loss in the NFC West right now? Well, that that would be the Seattle Seahawks. So let, let's calm the fuck down with the Seattle wins already. Because that's not reality. Um, so, yeah, that's what's up, man. And they're going to fucking Green Bay next week, too. So if St. Louis could put it on them, Green Bay doesn't have quite the defense. Uh, they have some defense, but I think they're going to get way more offense thrown at them. And let's see what that Seattle defense is all about next week. Um, New Orleans, Arizona. Arizona beat them. Uh, New Orleans, man, they, they're really slipping as a whole. And, um, you know, they don't have that target in Jimmy Graham anymore. A little bit more on the offensive line. You know, they got off of uh, Seattle, but, man, they, I don't know. New Orleans got some problems. Um, Detroit, San Diego. San Diego won this. I really expected more out of Detroit. San Diego's always, always a tough team for me to pick because they get blown out one week, they'll be competitive the next week. You know, it's a tough team to play because you don't really know what to expect out of them. Uh, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, this was, you know, battle of the rookie quarterbacks. You had Marcus Mariota and you had Jameis Winston. And as I suspected, and I'm not a huge college dude, but as I suspected, is a little bit overrated. That dude, he's getting pumped up a little bit too much. And uh, Marcus Mariota is a hell of a talent. And he went out there and proved it. And they whooped their ass, fucking 42 to 14. Whoop their ass. Fucking another team that got overhyped was fucking Oakland. Oakland's going to make noise, this and that. Young quarterback, blah, 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 blah. Crabtree, get the fuck out. 33-13, fucking Cincinnati. So so that's what's going on there. Um, Denver, Baltimore. Man, I have fucking... Uh, I have Peyton Manning on my fantasy team. This motherfucker ain't do shit. 175 yards. All this... Just, Field goal kicking exhibition, fucking crazy, man. They won 19-13, but shit wasn't pretty. Uh, and then you had the, the Sunday night football game, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys squeaked one out against the Giants. I, I'm not sold on this Dallas Cowboys team. I'm just not. Uh, Des Bryant went out, too. I, I think he broke some shit in his foot. So, so you're looking at problems over there, and uh, – in Dallas. So, uh, scraping one out against the Giants. I know it's a division rival and you really can't call it, you know, face value, but, um, man, oh man, that's, uh, to me, doesn't look like a scary team. Um, and then, uh, on Monday night, you had, uh, Atlanta beat Philly. And, uh, look, Philly's a building team. I know we had a lot of pieces switch around on our team, but listen, we also had our quarterback is still our quarterback. Um, our running back was on our team last year. It wasn't a matter of, you know, a whole new running back. I mean, uh, Carlos Hyde is our starting running back where he was more or less, you know, two back to uh, Frank Gore last year, but he was still within the system. He was still, you know, doing his thing there. 
So it's not like a completely fresh start. You know, it's not as awkward of a change. And Colin Kaepernick, a quarterback, it's not the same. But when you completely swap out Philadelphia's quarterback, you swap out their running back, these were, you know, big names on their team. These were guys that everybody was behind. And, you know, it's not like the next up became their starter or anything like that. This, this is This is a whole new set of people. I don't think you get to just show up in this season and win 13 games like a lot of people were expecting him to do. Um, I, I think DeMarco Murray is a good back, and I think he's going to be very good for the team. If Bradford stays healthy, I think he's going to be excellent for the team too. But I, I don't think you just get to show up and start piling on wins. I think this is a building team, and it's going to be a year or two before they're serious, serious contenders. I mean, they might – show glimmers of being a contender. They might, you know, get into competitive games or be at a push for the playoffs at the end of this season. But if it comes down to actual, you know, Super Bowl contenders, a team that can get it done, they need a lot more pieces on defense. And this offense needs to find some kind of rhythm and get some kind of, um, you know, game plan together because it's a brand new set of guys together. So, um, so yeah, Atlanta pulled that win. Um, and last but not least, my San Francisco 49ers put it down at fucking uh, against Minnesota. Uh, people were sleeping on us. We pretty much shut Adrian Peterson down. The dude didn't, you know, he didn't produce the way he's used to produce. And Carlos Hyde, on the other hand, did produce uh, 168 yards on the ground. Um, he did great. Cap looked great out there. He was able to check down from long, long passes. You know, he'd see his first route. Shit was covered. He was able to look down at the fucking, uh, you know, at the running backs and be able to make some things happen. That's something he had a lot of problems with in the past. And, um, you know, so it was really good to see. Defensively, man, we were on point. So we held that team to three points. And, you know, um, the barrel Bowman looks like an absolute animal back there. He's looking like he hasn't lost a step at all. Um Antoine Bethea, I mean, he's he's fantastic at safety. Coming up safety blitzes and, um, you know, coming up, you know, stop people, you know, like he's he's meeting people before the first down marker. I mean, he's he's doing a lot of shit that makes big differences. And um, this is young defense for the most part. People, you know, had a lot of shit to say because a lot of people we lost in the same token – there's a youth movement on that defense, and they still have that fucking fire. And they got Navarro Bowman as a leader, and um, I don't think you could find a better leader than Navarro Bowman. But, you know, Patrick Willis being fantastic. When Pat Willis was on the field, he used to walk around telling people, I'm not the best guy on this defense. That's Navarro Bowman. So when you look at what he's doing out there, it's fucking – it's curtain, man. You guys are going to have a lot of fucking problems with what the San Francisco 49ers do this year. People want to fucking sleep on us, but you, you're going to see. Um, we got um, Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne is a guy who's going to be a big playmaker throughout the season. He he botched his first punt return, um, you know, fumbled the ball and shit. But that's, you know, that, that that's water under the bridge, man. It's, it's no big deal. We got a, a long season ahead of us, and I think he's going to be a big, big playmaker. The way that Carlos High is playing, I mean, he's obviously our one back. There was never, you know, any competition or talk about anybody, you know, figuring out who was going to be the one. But when it comes down to it, I mean, Jared Hain is like that X factor, that secret weapon. I mean, he, he can go on some returns. He can do a lot of different things. And, um, 
the Ellington, man, he almost ran one to the house. So, I mean, you watch out for the speed that we got on returns, too. We got a lot of options back there. So, um, I'm really looking forward to this season. And um, I'm going to go into the, the, you know, next week's picks in a little bit. I'm going to take another song break because now, you know, not seeing Devin up there, I got to figure out, uh, you know, how I want to go about the show, reroute my strategy and shit. Because I might have to go into talking about the um, Dancing with the Stars show. All right. So uh, here, let me. Uh... All right. In my heart, y'all. Whatever I see you, I shoot you. I love it. 
Get your guns, nigga. I love it. Don't slap me five, nigga. I'll slap you nine, nigga. Fuck out of So, I guess I'll, uh, here's what I'll do. I'll go, I'll talk about my race stuff, and if uh, he, he's not back until after that, then I'll uh, go into the ZZW stuff. All right. Um, so, race-wise, I did my Super Spartan race on Saturday, and um, this was, a you know, a 10-mile joint. It's like the middle, uh, and it was probably closer to nine. Um I did the same one last year, but you had to do all three of these, like, within a year's time, you know, within a calendar year, so to speak, and, um, you know, to do the trifecta. So I did that. This was the last of my trifecta. So I'm really, really happy about that. Um, and, um, yeah, man, it it was a little rough because um, it rained for probably mm, maybe a little less than half of it. It was um, it was coming down for a minute, man, and uh, I was glad it let up. I know um, for the for the time it was raining, we were kind of in the woods area doing some trail shit, and um, it, it kind of sped me up. I don't know if I was on the open course, really getting beat up by the shit trying to climb a wall. If it was quite as it would have been quite as encouraging, but um. Yeah, I mean, from where where we got hit with it, it wasn't too, too bad as far as the rain went. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, that mountain's tough. So, I mean, that, that's the main obstacle overall. No matter what obstacles they got out there, that mountain is the toughest obstacle. And you're, you know, you're on it throughout all the way up, all the way back down. You know what I mean? So, a lot of rocks, all that shit. Um Man, there's some people that it, it's crazy as hell. You know, you get those uh, those camel bags, camel back, whatever you call them. Um, it was like the bag filled with water and a little hose for you to drink from and shit. I had bought one of those before the beast because I really didn't know what to expect. And, you know, that, that shit was 13 miles on that fucking mountain, or 13 plus. And um, I ended up um, leaving it with my girl. So that way, like, if I saw her a few times during the track, I could take a hit off it or something, but I, I wasn't about really carrying the fucking water on my back and shit. I, I just don't, I just don't like extra shit on me like that, even if, if it means I'm a little thirstier. But um, I was able to hydrate throughout pretty well on the beast. But um, I definitely like, I'm not into the, those things. But yo, man, it is what it is. You know, you want to bring one of those things that makes you know helps you get through the race, whatever. I understand, but. I don't just shit on people, you know, for no reason. But listen, there was motherfuckers with those goddamn bags full one mile into the race. There's a water station, like a little over one mile. These motherfuckers were refilling their fucking bags. I mean, it. this shit holds a, a decent amount of water. You drank your whole fucking bag 
within one mile of the fucking race and you need to refill and I don't, I don't know why you're here. I mean, this shit is crazy. These dudes just, you know, walking up this fucking mountain or doing whatever they're doing and just sipping on that fucking hose the whole time. And they're not focused on performing whatsoever. This shit is fucking crazy. Um, this shit just baffles me sometimes with the type of people that, that do that shit, you know? Um, I mean, there, there are some... There are some people with, um, like, just drive. I mean, there's people with one fucking leg, like a metal fucking foot on that bitch, you know what I mean, with those, you know, the fake leg thing. There's people like that doing the fucking race. There, There's all sorts of handicapped people. There's people in a wheelchair with their friends carrying them over fucking obstacles shit. I mean, there, there is some crazy, gritty shit that you see people do, like, just straight up heart. But then you definitely see the other side of the spectrum where motherfuckers don't belong there at all because they ain't trying to do shit, man. It, it's like a mile in and they're talking about the free beer that they're going to get afterwards. They're refilling their fucking water bag three times. Like, this shit is fucking crazy, you know what I mean? Like, you wonder, like, how did they end up here to begin with? Because it, it definitely doesn't come down to these dudes training and, and trying to make fucking something out of it, you know? Be an athlete for fucking ten minutes, something. But um, I don't know. Shit is crazy. But so that that's all my Spartan races this year. Um, and I thought I did pretty good. I looked at my time, and um, it was all right. It was a little over three hours. But I looked at last year's Super Spartan time, and I was about twenty minutes faster last year. And I don't really know what to contribute that to. If I had to say, I would almost say that last year was a tougher course. Whether it be a tougher course because it was the same place. But, you know, they set it up different and stuff like that. Um, whether it was a tougher course or it was just tougher on me because I'm stronger now than I was then, or or whatever the case was, I, I feel like it was harder last year, and somehow still I was 20 minutes shorter this year. So it, it's really um, slower, I should say. Um, it, it's crazy to me. It kind of baffles me, and um, I, I don't know what to attribute that to. I'm not really looking for excuses or anything like that, but I thought I did pretty well this year. A little over three hours. Um, not bad at all. I think I think the average time is like four hours or something. Some shit like that. So, you know, I do pretty well. But, um, you know, I mean, there's people <laughs> that do this shit in ridiculous speeds. I mean, I'm nowhere near the top class of that shit. But, you know, I definitely do – you know, pretty well for myself, that's for sure. Um, my next two races I have, uh, my last two races of the year, is uh, the Badass Dash. That's some shit I haven't done yet. And um, Tough Mudder, which I've done twice already. But um, the Badass Dash I'm going to do out in Philly, and that's on, I think, the 10th, October 10th. So that's why i got to see what time I get back for that. If I get back from that on a decent enough time, then I'll attend the um, the uh, Tangle Web show. If not, not happening. Um, but I was going to do Tough Mudder in November, and I just didn't like the idea of that shit. Uh, I don't like the fucking cold. I didn't like doing Tough Mudder last year in October. So the fact that they put it in November in Jersey this year is not a positive to me. I just didn't see it as a good thing. I kept just trying to mentally like 
preparing myself for that shit, like doing it in November, doing it in November, doing it in November. And and the closer we got, I was just like, fuck this November shit. This shit's retarded. Um, so then I just decided to do one in Philly in um, October, and it's the week after my badass dash. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do Tough Mudder the week after Badass Dash, do back-to-back race weeks instead of doing the fucking Jersey November shit. And then, um, hey, you know, at least I could hope for some decent October weather and uh, do that shit. Because the thing about Tough Mudder, too, is they do a shitload of water in that damn race. So if it's cold, you're fucked because they do not let up with the fucking water on that race. They just don't. Last year was even worse because it was raining throughout. It was like 50 degrees and it was raining pretty much throughout. Um, that That's some of the worst caffeine I had was last year at that um, that Tough Mudder. So so that's what it is. Uh, going to go fucking bust out both of these joints back to back. And then, um, then I'm done for the year and just train, train, train. So um, what other things I got? Oh, uh, the Zandig shirts. Coolest fucking thing that happened over the weekend, man, was uh, in case anybody hasn't seen it, a picture of John Zandig holding my I'm a John Zandig guy t-shirt. That's some badass shit right there. Um, shout out to Atticus, man. He's, he's, he's the dude that made that shit happen. Um, and, um, yeah, man, it, even, uh, it just seemed like a Yakuza-based weekend. I, I saw um, B-Boy rocking the fucking old-school original Yakuza shirt. You know, doing the gym thing, fucking rocking the original Yakuza shirts. So I was like, oh, shit, look at this. You know, it was completely random, but I always spot this shit. People were rocking that shit. I, I could spot it from a mile away. So that was pretty dope. But, um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much all of that. Um, I don't think I got anything else. Uh, shit. Let me see. Let me grab another fucking, just turn this into music fucking... It's going to be a music channel from now on. All right. All right. I'm play this track real quick. Come back with the CZW channel. Yo, think about it, wait, erase your rhyme, forget it, don't waste your time, I raised it nine, never give you bozos love, Omar from the wire, use a homo thug, use your head for more than a hat rack, but I choose to use the lead to fuck up your hat rack, piece of that sack, backpack vibe, you survived the Amtrak with the knapsack with crack inside, back to the rhyme, listen Paul rocking the place, not the deep voice dude with the cut on his face. I love our law, but I act Christian. Makes a lot that I'm back pitching like I got the facts missing. The wag condition, the rap you spitting. Make me want to clap, but I can't go back to prison. Black people unite. Let's all get down for I slap people tonight. With the long tree pound, you better, you better stop, boy. Yeah. You better stop, boy. You better stop, boy. Yeah. Hey yo, stop looking, listen We smoke pot, plus we cook crack in the kitchen The weed is green, the paper is brown, the coke is white You's a bitch and so is your wife 
great hell is what I give a brother. Smack a cracker, call him too high, nigga lover. You just mad, fucking true, won't fuck with you. You like fucked up down, nah, Paul, fuck you. I'm not the artist, I'm the president. Give me the word, I set fire to your resident. It's evident by the way that I act, way that I move. Sean Price ain't the gimmick to act, nothing to prove. Bounce, choose to lose, I choose to win. One hand hit the rip, the other bruise the chin. I remember when DJs would check for a record. Now these niggas want to check for a record. Motherfuckers better, better stop. Think about it. Yeah. You better stop, boy. down for life. Duck down for life. Uh-huh. You better stop. Duck down for life. Stupid nigga. Duck down for life. Let's go. All right, I'm back. Uh, look, man, this uh, down with the sickness show was um, I, I didn't I didn't like the way it was booked from the start. I thought it was booked like absolute shit. They had six fucking tag matches lined up for this. Um, so I mean that that's a rough go right there. Just just looking at six tag matches on the card and going, you know what, like I gotta watch six fucking tag matches tonight. Like there there wasn't a chance in hell. I had the the race that day or whatever, but there wasn't a chance in hell if I didn't have a race that I would have went there. Yeah, I mean it just it just wasn't gonna fucking happen. Um so anyway, the um the show is supposed to be Look, I, I said this a million times. It's the Chris Cash show. Chris Cash show. It's the Chris Cash show. It's the fucking Chris Cash show. That's fine. Let it be the Chris Cash show. But you know, and I and I said this shit a bunch of times over the years, and I don't know if I had anything to do with it, but I kept complaining and shit, and even had DJ on the show and, and brought it to his attention. Like, dude, what the fuck, man? Why? Why are these other guys not getting tributed cashes? You know what I mean? Like, again, that's fine to tribute your boy, but, I mean, you look at a guy like Trent Acid, and there's no bigger star that CZW had back then. I mean, as far as wrestling superstar, Trent Acid was one of the biggest wrestling superstars on the indies of all time. I mean, he he tore shit up everywhere he went, and CZW was his fucking home for a long fucking time. My personal opinion, as far as Trent goes, I honestly think the best of the best should have been named after him when he passed. I, I really do. I, I just, I think he embodied what best of the best was all about, and I think a lot of what best of the best had in mind when, when it came up was what fucking Trent has brought out there. You know? Uh, I mean, they worked a the whole angle with the you know, winger in the first one, and, you know, Johnny dressed in the winger thing, and, you know, that whole thing, um, you know, and, and then Trent went in the second one, but um, it just, uh, I don't know. But to me, I feel like CZW should absolutely be tributing um, Trent Acid. And obviously, you know, the people who have lost since then, you know, brain damage, I mean, Huge, huge, you know, deathmatch superstar in in CZW. And J.C. Bailey, one of the best hybrid wrestlers ever. I mean, the, the dude, what he can do in deathmatches, the way that he used to, he used to just come out to the ring in a deathmatch, and he was just a fucking architect. That dude would come out, and he would eye up every piece, 
that he had out there because he had shit going in his mind. You could tell he had plans, man. He he came out there, you know, high fives a couple of fans, but he had plans. He there was there was a whole a whole another you know game working in in JC's mind to to set shit up right to figure out where this is gonna go. This needs to go over in this corner. I need this to go here. So when I do that later, it'll be there. I mean, the dude was just on fucking point. He was able to work light heavyweight matches. You know, he had uh, those matches with Chris Cash, with Sanjay, which, you know, I mean, he was just killing it back then, killing it. And um, the dude, he contributed a ton to CZW, a ton. Um, And, you know, so if you're going to pretend to tribute these guys, you can't fucking... You can't half-ass it. Either do it or just or don't. I mean, the pretending and the bullshit is um, it's really out of line. It's uncalled for and it's fucking disrespectful towards the people who who really fucking who really care. You know what about the friends and family? I'm pissed off about what happened. I can't imagine what you know people closer to Jay Z must be feeling. I. And I don't know. Maybe some people aren't aren't offended by it at all. But to me, I am. This is this is how the fucking show started. Um, you know, MLJ comes out. You know, hey, welcome to CZW. Blah 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 blah. DJ's music hits and DJ comes out. Now look, all of these pre-match talks, all of this pre-match or you know uh, the show intro stuff could have absolutely been done by MLJ. I think things would have went differently if he was given a script and what he should have went out there and did. Now, in my personal opinion, it's DJ's fucking ego that he needs to get out there and he needs to get on the mic and get some fucking glory for what he feels is the honorable thing that he's going to go out there and do to start the show because your ring announcer can go out there and handle your ring announcements Part of the announcements is maybe explaining what the show's all about, talking about, you know, what the show's all about. You don't need the owner to come out and go, here's what it means, blah, 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 blah. But if you do, and you're the fucking owner, there's no excuse for what happened next. And, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore. Check, this is what happened right here.
Secondly, I want to give it up for Mike Birdie, Trent Acid. And last, the memory of one of my fallen friends, I miss all these guys every single day, Chris Cash. Obviously, that's only audio. It's a podcast, um, and and you will pay attention to back when he said and last, and then he, he mentioned Chris Cash. Now he gave the mic back to MLJ, or well, he walked out. You know, he had his own mic and said, uh, you know, the floor is yours." Whatever. He got out of the ropes was standing on the ring apron about to step down when the crowd blew up with J.C. Bailey chance. And then DJ trying to save face and get involved in the crowds fucking putting him on blast for fucking forgetting J.C. Bailey. Then he, oh, I, I don't think they can hear you. Well, they didn't hear you. Motherfucker, they didn't hear you at all because you, you mentioned fucking brain damage Trent Acid, and last, Chris Cash. That's it, and you were going to the fucking back. So don't fucking, I don't think they hear you. Motherfuckers didn't hear you at all. You know what else they didn't hear? They didn't hear fucking, rest in peace, fucking Larry Sweeney. You pull that out when you want to pretend to be motherfuckers' friends, but when you're doing a whole fucking, quote-unquote, tribute show to remember all the fallen people who worked in CZW, you don't fucking mention that, do you? You don't, right? So, but to me, it's completely disrespectful to JC. It's completely disrespectful to the whole fucking thing. If you're talking about tributing people, you you can't just fucking pick and choose. And especially when you go through that bullshit and go, I miss all these guys every single day. I bet you didn't miss JC that day because you wouldn't have forgot his fucking name. But you know, the main fucking thing that goes on with DJ. Instead of him taking responsibility for his fucking mistakes, instead of saying, hey, you know, I'm not cut out for this shit. Let me hire somebody who's not going to fuck things up. Let me fucking, let me put somebody in charge of the announcements that's not going to miss a single announcement. Let me put that guy out there, say, don't forget this, don't forget, you can write that shit two months prior. And let him go over that shit and over that shit and over that shit. And if he misses somebody's fucking name in tribute, then you fucking fire his ass, and it's not on you at all. But when you yourself need the fucking pride, you need the fucking pat on the fucking back 
to go and hold the fucking mic yourself, stand next to your ring announcer so you can make the fucking announcements. It's on you not to fuck it up. But you don't give a fuck about that. You give a fuck about everybody looking at DJs, the fucking good guy. Here's another thing about being a fucking good guy. After Cage of Death, he stepped the fuck away. He stopped playing the fucking bad guy. He started just being an owner. He just started just being the owner, being the owner. He just started He started to try to be the good guy. He started to try to be the good guy. The first thing you hear in that clip is, fuck you, DJ, by the entire crowd. He hasn't played one bit of fucking heel this year. That's not a heel. That's the motherfucking fans recognize that you're a clown as far as the way you run that fucking company, your presentation, and, and what you fucking force feed them is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. And rather than fucking, rather than getting your fucking product right, Rather than getting the, the particulars right like that, like, you just put out that, that bullshit to the world, the fucking world, and, and to have the nerve to, I don't think they can hear you, fans. Well, motherfucker, I don't understand how, do you think anyone is dumb enough to go, how come you didn't mention it? How did the fans suppose, or was that, was that the game you were playing? I left one out. Can you fans guess who I left out? I don't, bullshit. That shit, there was nothing intentional about that. It was complete bullshit. And and so that you put that shit out to the world, right? So so what? It, what's your game plan on the company? You're booking six fucking tag matches on a on a show. You you got this long fucking slow drawn out fucking angle that everybody wants to see. Supposed to be pushed to Gage of Death. If Gage fucking stays in prison for a long time now, guess who doesn't get their fucking Gage of Death matches? You had to draw out for all that motherfucking time. But, again, this is the Indies. This isn't some shit that you can draw out fucking eight months. I mean, you you could have pulled the trigger on that. You could have fucking figured shit out ahead of time, paid him what you had to, and capped that shit off a tournament's fucking death. Could have. But you want a big payday at fucking, at, at uh, page of death. I mean, I guess, I guess that shit depends on the fucking uh, parole officers at this point, doesn't it? You know, uh, Brett Lauderdale's on fucking Facebook looking for lawyers on Facebook. So that that shit don't sound good at all to me. Because whenever a motherfucker needs Facebook to find him a lawyer, I don't think they're in good shape. So, And I also don't know where a lawyer comes into a, a parole violation. I, I don't know. But anyway, um, I, I think it's bullshit. So, so what do you do? You book a, a whole shitload of tag matches on the fucking card, and then... You've already scrapped it that October is going to be a pay-per-view. Initially, October is going to be a pay-per-view, and then fucking December is going to be a pay-per-view. A Sunday fucking pay-per-view, because you're so much like Vince that you need to run a fucking pay-per-view on Sunday. Like, nobody's got a fucking job on Monday. So, you got that You got that shit going on. So, then, then you're going the, the other step. Of, you, you're starting to pull um, theme music and try to replace it with original theme music because you're so fucking TV ready that you have to make sure you've got cleared music so you can play that shit on the fucking pay-per-view. But again, don't worry about making your trivia show look fucking legit. Don't make, you know, don't worry about whether you're making your whole concept of a trivia show look like absolute shit before the show even fucking starts. Don't worry about none of that. Just... Make sure you get, you know, your original music in there and change your pay-per-view to fucking Sunday, you know, and and treat yourself like you're completely TV-ready, even though you're just fucking every other angle of shit up. 
booking is absolute garbage, absolute trash. So, all right, let's let's go into the show. Um, show starts out with Joey Janela beating Leo Rush, Caleb Conley, and Trevor Lee. Um, I don't know if some shit happened last minute that that gave Trevor Lee the ability to be there that he wasn't before. It's a good surprise if you know if it was something that came up last minute. You were able to add him to the show. Awesome thing was going to happen. It's ridiculous to not announce that guy because he, he's a draw. As far as you know, another reason for fans to want to come out and see this show. Trevor Lee's definitely another incentive. It's not you know, and um, I don't know, but um. This this was a really good match. Um, you know, just just real exciting, constant action, good shit. Um, I, I liked this match a lot. Um, next match was um, oh my dog's getting all fucking hyped up. So you're gonna start fucking barking at me in a second. Come on, Lily. So let me uh let me just get the dog out of my room. But um, so the next match was um supposed to be Team Tremendous versus um. Uh, Tabernacle the team, which I haven't seen these guys before. Um, and, you know, uh, Bill Carr wasn't able to be there for whatever reason. But straight up, I don't think the um, – has Team Tremendous actually defended the tag team titles once since they, uh, since they won them? I, I don't know. I mean, again, not the, not the best planning in the world as far as, uh, you know, putting the straps on guys that aren't going to be able to actually compete together. I think – I immediately following the uh, the title win, I think Dan Barry got hurt, so that's why he was out. You know, and they did some stuff with Bucks Belmar and stuff like that, and that was great. Um, and I think Bucks got hurt bad or something. I, I heard something about him not wrestling until next year, or some some crazy shit like that. This is a shame because he was really um, he was doing his thing. So um, anyway, you got um. Dan Barry and subbed in Candice LeRae up against Tabernacle the team, who I hadn't seen before, and I like this team. They're, they got like a lumberjack deal going on, and um, I mean the Candice LeRae just fucking head scissoring everybody that are three times the size of them. I mean it, it, it's getting a little old. I don't know. I mean it, it was all right. The match was good. I enjoyed it, um, but. I don't know. You know it, it is what it is. You know, nothing wrong with it. But, all right, so um, next up was Greg Excellent versus Mia Yim. Um, this, was, this was pretty good. I mean, it was, you know, it was a throwback to their old matches that they had. I think their other matches were better. Um, I think this was more or less like a kind of like a, you know, stroll through memory lane or, you know, it was just like a, hey, you remember that match? Like, um like a like a high school reunion type shit, you know what I mean, where you, you go back and you kind of, but it's it's not quite the same. Um, I think it was all right, but um, their other matches just stood out so much more, you know, for what it was and everything. So th- this was all right. Um, and then following the match, they set up uh, Dick Justice and Greg Excellent again, and just just fucking ridiculous. I don't, I have no desire to see that fucking match. So. Um, Next up was um, Joe Gacy and Frankie Picard versus Poseidon and Tim Dons. Now, all right, let's go with the one team first. 
Um, I'm not a fan of Tim Donst. Uh, I, I feel like I gave him enough chance thus far. I really didn't know what to think about him coming into CZW. I had heard for a long time that he, he's what CZW needs. He could do so much for CZW. This guy is perfect for CZW, this and this and this. And I really didn't see much of him because I really don't watch Shakara. And I think, you know, a ton of his work was done in Shakara. Um, maybe his earlier work was different. I, I don't really know. Um, the dude beat cancer. I think that's awesome. Um He's not in fantastic shape, and um, not that everybody in the world needs to be, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't think that he um, he does anything for me. I, I don't think he's a very exciting dude. I think he's very, very boring in the ring. Um, I, I think you know, I, I said it before, but you know, turning the guy heel right after he beats cancer is probably the dumbest fucking move you could possibly do. Because if you don't have an immediately huge fucking face in your company immediately after the guy beats cancer, then, I I mean, you're doing something wrong. I mean, there's a very easy um, easy go with that. Um, and then, you know, that that's Tim Don's. Uh, Poseidon, and, and I think the title sitting on Tim Don's, too, completely leaves it flat because I don't think there's anything being done with it. And he's playing this like he hates the title. He doesn't give a shit about it or whatever. Neither do the fans. So he's got something in common with the fans. It's almost a face move because the fans don't give a fuck about that title either. I mean, you got to keep it competitive. You got to keep it fresh. The fucking belt looks like shit. The belts always look like shit. You deleted a fucking belt that meant a lot, that had a fucking title history that was fucking on fucking point real fucking thorough title history on that junior heavyweight title. And now you got Dick Justice and fucking Greg Excellent fighting for that shit. Nothing against Greg, but, man, this is, um, that's not what that title was all about. I mean, I don't don't need to explain that title. But, um, this fucking rainbow belt, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, the other guy, fucking Poseidon, this guy was Rex Lawless, and he was following around fucking, um, the, the Beaver Boys, I was calling them the, the Mediocre Kali. Um, so now, this motherfucker's got a like a full-on fucking Shikara gimmick. Like, where the fuck else in CCW do you see shit like this? This dude had a wooden fucking chariot that was pushed out by motherfuckers in blue suits with Nemo's strapped to their motherfucking heads, finding Nemo's strapped to their motherfucking heads, because those were his fish friends. And he's got a fucking trident, and the motherfucker is Poseidon, because this is fucking CZW? What the fuck? This is some straight-up fucking quack shit right there. This dude hates fucking quack, right? They do fucking trios tournament. The next show, DJ has six fucking tag matches on the show, and a motherfucker that's got a bunch of fish as his friends in a motherfucking wooden carriage that's getting pushed to the fucking ring. I don't know how much he really hates Quack. I don't know. I don't know how much he really hates Quack. This looks like some... He's got some alternative feelings that are going on there that he might not be letting everybody know about. Because this looks like some Shikara bullshit. So, I don't know. It could be me, man, but what the fuck? And then the other team, you got Joe Gacy, who's who's done a lot. And he's really 
pushing himself to the next level as far as, you know, CZW and everywhere else he's going to. He's busting his ass. Frankie Picard, to me, ain't ready at all. Um, he does a lot of sloppy shit in the ring. And, um, I mean, he clearly wants to be there, and that, that's cool and all, but um, I, I I just don't think he's ready at all. So, so th- th- this was that tag match. So, obviously, I didn't give a fuck about what was going to happen. So, the, you know, it's just um, Dance walked out on Poseidon and shit. And just, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Um, and then you got OI4K, uh, Jake and Dave Chris, the, um, the Dub Boys, which... I don't give a fuck about these dudes neither, man. They were students for like, feels like five years. These dudes were Alexander James fucking security. And then in one month, it was like, all right, he told them to fuck off. And then they came out and they're supposed to be some kind of faces as the dub boys. The one dude does like half a Booker T's fucking moves. And I, I don't know. I just don't see, I don't think they got any type of personality. Um, I I don't know. They they don't do shit for me. Um, especially with the way that they just kind of try to springboard them into the fucking, into people giving a shit. Like, they put them up against the, um, the Japanese team. And then it was like, all right, what the fuck? Why are we bringing people in to fight these dudes that were a fucking... A, a jobber's fucking valets, more or less. Like, what kind of shit is this? So anyway, I, I just feel like they're they're reinforced on the bands right now, and um, I, I just don't. So um, so then it was supposed to be the the second match. Uh, they had um, the other OI4K guys. And uh, and um, Nation of Intoxication, and they all got into it and everything, and then um, it just it just turned into you know no contest type shit, and um, Tangle Web is set, and it's OI4K versus Nation of Intoxication, and they'll tear it up, they'll definitely tear it up. Um, so then um, David Starr comes out and confronts JT Dunn. And then they fight, and David Starr says uh, something about uh, J.T. Dunn's dead mother, and um, and then then they both fought all the uh, security, and then then they squared off and started punching each other and all this, and so they're actually gonna fight a tangle web. So like nothing else, I haven't seen that anywhere before, and um, I'm really glad that they built up to that because. Um, next up, we had the amazing Gulaks beat Biff Busick and returning, replacing Nick Gage. So, Biff Busick, who is the mystery partner, gets a mystery partner in Masada, which is great to see Masada back in CZW. I hope they continue to book him every fucking month. Uh, Biff Busick is going off to WWE, so this is somewhat of a send-off. Um, Good for him, man. He's 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 badass. Uh, 
I love the amazing Gulak's gimmick. I really do. I think it's they're doing tremendous shit with that. Um, no pun intended with the other tremendous team. But, uh, um, but um, I heard Drew was going too, though. I heard Drew was supposed to go to uh, NXT too. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it was just a tryout. I, I don't really know. I'm hoping they're able to carry this for you know good length of time. I mean, if he's going off to NXT, then fuck good for him. But um, the the amazing Gulaks is a good team, man, and uh, I think they're doing their thing in there. They definitely amuse me, and uh, they work great matches. Uh, the whole thing with them pumping up the whole Gage situation, I think that's really funny. That The whole Gage situation and the whole Gage feud with Gulak started because when Gage went into prison fucking four years ago, Gulak was coming out wearing his fucking gear and this and this. So, fuck, man. He just went back in again. Better go the same fucking route because, I mean, if he's out in a couple weeks, you know the feud is fucking red hot because he was already popping off that shit when you were gone again. If he, shit, man, I don't know how long he could be away for. But if he's he's away for years or a year again, well, then shit even makes it even more intense that every time you're not around, Gage ain't around, Gulak is popping off with that shit. Maybe he'll be around for then. Maybe he'll be in the WWE and Gage just be pissed off. But um, I don't know. Like, gimmick-wise, it, it works. Fucking even even on the internet, man. Fucking Rory, <laughs> Rory killed me. That the one day uh, I was reading some shit on one of those forums. Or I think it was on that. And uh, people were asking, "Where can I get a Nick Gage? Where should I get a Nick Gage shirt?" And fucking Rory posts a picture of a fucking prison uniform. Like, God damn. Fucking um, yeah. I mean, they do their fucking thing with that when they threw their fucking glitter on Gage and shit. This shit's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So I, I like it. Um. You know, matches are all right, and uh, like I said, really glad to see Masada back. Hope it's not a one-time thing. Hope they're able to bring him back in on a regular basis. CZW needs fucking star power right now. What they're doing is, is not fucking working. It's just not working. Um, oh, I missed um, the uh, the other match. Um, so, yeah, so there was that. Um, Jeez and Pepper Parks beat... Um, Sozio and Tremont. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to fucking make out of this match. I'm just, I, I, I don't know, man. It is, it is what it is. I, I, there's too many tag matches on this shit. I didn't want to see this tag match to begin with. The fact that Sozio gets bumped up and starts tagging with fucking Tremont because they worked some bullshit segment where Sozio might or might not have said some shit to Cherry Bomb in the back, and then and then they, he got mad about it. Now all of a sudden he's Matt Tremont's tag partner. It's some old bullshit. So it is what it is, man. Uh, Tremont's a fucking animal though. Supposedly he's getting um, surgery this week. He was supposed to get it last week. Uh, he has a torn bicep and uh, so glass in there and all sorts of shit. So man, he he just fucking pushing through this, man. He, he's a tough dude. Um, that dude, he, he's got to take care of himself. I mean, Matt Tremont, he's um twenty something years old. That dude looks far older than me. I mean, if you watch that um that bleeding black and yellow documentary, man, this dude aged more than a fucking president in their term and shit. If you look at his early shit, which was only a couple of years ago, and you look at him now, man, that dude is that dude is aging hard as fuck, real fast. And I think that dude is one of the most humble, just good dudes 
in the business that I've met. You know, I'm not in the business, but I'm saying that I've met, you know, through being a fan and, and talking to these dudes on a regular basis. He's just one of the most humble, kind-hearted dudes. And, and I don't want to see any long-term shit go on with him. So I know, you know he was on the show and he was talking about, you know, only doing this for so long. So I'm hoping he's able to, you know, get that fucking time back when it comes down to it, you know, and get his get his health where he's not fucked up long-term. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's, it's definitely taking a motherfucking toll on him. But um, he's a tough, tough dude. There's, there's no question about that. Um, but, yeah, this, this match, man, I, you know, I, obviously you're not just going to keep doing, you know, G-Streamon every month. But I, I'd far rather see the G-Streamon match. You know, so I, maybe that's what they'll do next month. I guess we'll see. Um, Got to do a title. Got to do um title match. I mean, Fremont's the, the champ. We're only a couple months out of Cage of Death, and obviously they want to do the Gage Fremont thing. Fremont's got to actually have title defenses. I mean, it's, it's fucking crazy otherwise. Um, let me see. Uh, I just lost my fucking place. Um, and you get the main event, which was um, AR Fox beating Speedball, which, you know, hey, man, fucking nutty match. These two are fucking crazy. Uh, I don't understand the whole best of the best trophy hanging over the fucking ring. Like, AR Fox wins and he holds up the fucking trophy. It doesn't mean he won the fucking tournament. It's fucking stupid. It's like when they had that tournament of death and uh, all the shit happened with Gage, and then a week later they had the fucking, the, the, like a four-way or some shit, and then DJ won that shit, and he was... It's just fucking ridiculous. Like, that's not... Tournament is the one fucking day. You know, like, defend... It's not a belt. You can't, like, later on go, hey, man, I was... You can wrestle for the... the, Who wins that tournament that happened already? Like, that doesn't... That's not the way this shit works. Not a fucking belt, man. You want to have these guys fight for a fucking belt? Well, then shit, you should have the fucking junior title on the fucking line in that shit. And and it would have made perfect fucking sense for Fox to win the junior title off the fucking ladder. But that shit's crazy talk. So, um, yeah, that's that. That's that's your fucking uh dancing with the stars thing. Um also heard too that in that uh WSU show, uh Cherry Bomb broke a collarbone, so you know, best wishes to her, you know, speedy recovery and all that shit. That that sucks. Um so, um yeah, man. I, I'm just I'm not thrilled with this fucking CZW booking. It's just, it's all over the fucking place. And, you know, they, they've they kind of staked a good amount on this Nick Gage thing being drug out into um, Cage of Death. But as I said before, what they were getting from Gage month in and month out was not his top quality shit. He was fucking killing it in other companies. And in CZW, we were getting average matches. You know, not nothing terrible. But in the same token, not the fucking show-stealing fucking crazy fucking gauge matches that you were getting in Beyond and um, and fucking On Point and IWA Mid-South and uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling or Game Changer or whatever the fuck you want to call it in uh, IWA East Coast. I mean, all these different places that he went, he fucking, you know, really fucking put a stamp on that shit. Uh, you know, uh, just it hasn't happened in CZW yet. 
So it's crazy when we're staking a whole lot on that and, and getting nothing out of it, you know. I mean, Tremont is your world champion. That that That's a good thing because, you know, Tremont's a super, super over face. Um, Jesus, the champion, was great too because he's super over heel. But you need to be able to add – you know, things all over that card that makes sense, that stays consistent. There's no consistency on those fucking cards at all. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. You know, um, they're, you know, pushing Janela to a certain extent. Janela won that early match, so maybe that, that helps, you know, bump him up. But, I mean, dealing with the wire title, Gacy and Donson, this never-ending feud, that shit's worthless. That that shouldn't that shouldn't really exist. Um, Dunn and Star, let them have a fucking series of matches. They'll tear it up. They'll be great matches, but you don't need to do the long drawn out shit where these guys actually go on to your show and don't actually have fucking matches. So they come out and cut like a segment and then just fucking stand by the merch tables for the whole show. Like, I don't really understand the reason for that type of booking. You know, I I mean, you've had Strickland standing around at fucking merch tables and shit. He's in the fucking building. It's, these are the guys that, these are going to be your your home guys that you're going to want to use come cage of death, but you had them sitting fucking sideline. These are supposed to be your starters that later on, you're going to want to use your starters, but they were sitting on this fucking sideline where you should have been building them to something for Gage of Death. But again, we're worried about original music. We're worried about all that shit because you're so fucking, you're so, uh, you know, no pun intended, but the cheese thing that, that has nothing to do with him, but you're so TV ready, DJ, that, you know, you got to get everything fucking right. Make sure you, you know, don't mention all the people you're tributing tonight because that's not important. But, you know, just uh, just do the best you can. You know, don't don't make sense with the booking. Just throw like eighty five tag matches on the on the show, because the fans will fucking like that. Um, you know, to uh, to quote Eddie King, DJ Hyde, fuck you. Yeah, um, it's just it's just fucking silly. There's there's really as an owner, there's people he should be handing these tasks down to. Other people should be booking this fucking company that that can go. And really, really plan out some month-to-month shit that makes sense. And really invest in it and really dedicate the motherfucking time and um, invest in it. That, that, that's the the big key phrase there. Invest in it where the storylines mean something and you stick to it and it, it fucking goes. You know, there's no, there's no legitimate shit. Find places where you can bring people in. But do something fucking strong with your home fucking your home roster. Something that people give a fuck about, which is like nothing else. It's like nothing I want to see. So shit, I, I don't know, man. It's just it, to me, it's fucking crazy, and um, I'm just really, really not interested in what they're fucking doing. It, it, it's crazy. So I think that's. That's that's about all I got for that um that whole um show and everything. Um, let me quick run down the rest of these NFL games. See if I got anything else besides that. Um, trying to pull up this motherfucking uh this point spread shit. Um, god damn it. 
His computer's still running fucking crazy slow. So, depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes it works a little better, but it's, it's, uh, it's hit and miss, and it's a lot of miss. So, um, bear with me with that shit. It's unfortunate. All right. Um, Denver, Kansas City is on a Thursday night. That should be a good game. Tomorrow night, I believe it's Thursday already. Um, Kansas City's favored by three and a half. I got Kansas City winning this. I didn't like the way Peyton was looking. I got him on the bench in my fantasy squad. I got my man Cap fucking starting. Um, I think he's going to really surprise people against Pittsburgh. But um, not to jump ahead, I got Kansas City. Tennessee at Cleveland. Telling you, Marcus Mariota absolutely tore it up out there. Um, Cleveland's favored by a point and a half, but I got Tennessee. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is favored by ten and a half points. And I got to think Tampa Bay makes something fucking happen and um, at least stays in the game. So point-wise, I got Tampa Bay. New Orleans will probably win the game, but I think Tampa Bay might make it close because New Orleans doesn't look fantastic this year either. New England at Buffalo. Um, New England's favored by a half a point. I'm going to go with Buffalo on this one. Their defense really impressed me. Um, I think – I don't think uh, New England's defense is going to be any stronger than uh, Indianapolis's. I guess we'll have to see, but um, I'm going with Buffalo on this one. Arizona-Chicago. Arizona's favored by two and a half points. I got Chicago. Uh, San Francisco at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is favored by six and a half points, and you know I got my motherfucking Niners. I'm telling you, it's going to shock a lot of motherfuckers this year. A lot. Uh, St. Louis at Washington. St. Louis is favored by three and a half points, and I'm going with St. Louis. That defense is going to get in Kirk Cousins' ass. Kirk Cousins' uncle's ass. Um, fucking San Diego at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by three and a half points. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Houston at Carolina. Carolina's favored by three and a half points. I'm going to go with Houston's defense doing big things in this one. And uh, pulling out this win and probably a close game. Um, Atlanta at the Giants. Uh, Atlanta pulled the win last week, but they go with the Giants on this one. Almost beating the Cowboys. Uh, maybe beating Atlanta. Um, Detroit at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's are favored by three and a half points at home, but I'm going to go with Detroit. Baltimore at Oakland. Baltimore's favored by seven and a half points, and I'm going with Baltimore. Steve Smith's got to come up way bigger, especially he's on my fantasy team. I don't know if I'm starting him this week, though. Um, He didn't have a good performance last week. Um, Miami at Jacksonville. Miami's favored by six and a half points. I'm going to pick an upset. Jacksonville at home. Uh, Dallas at Philly. Philly's favored by five and a half points. I'm going to go with Philly pulling the win on this one at home. Uh, Seattle at Green Bay. Green Bay's favored by three and a half points. And I got Green Bay putting the 0 and 2 on the fucking Seattle Seahawks, sending them home 0 and fucking 2. Um, the New York Jets versus the Colts. The Colts are favored by seven and a half. The Colts are going to come out blazing after getting whooped by the fucking Bills. The Colts are really favored. You know, uh, they were one of the teams that a lot of people were saying that uh, you know are going to go to the Super Bowl and all of this stuff. And um, you know, I don't know about all that especially after last week's performance. But um, but I will tell you, I think they're going to get 
huge revenge on, on the way that they looked last week, and I think it's going to come at the hands of the Jets. So I'm going with Indianapolis to win this one and win this one big. So, um, yeah, that, that's my picks for this week. And um, like I said, I don't know what the fuck happened with Dev. I'll definitely try to get him on again in the future. Um, shit happens, you know, is what it is. So uh, I hope it wasn't too bad. But, um, yeah, I'll have some more shit to talk about next week for sure. I'll see what kind of guest situation I got going on. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's about it. All right? Talk to you later. Peace. Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) I forgot to even grab the fucking outro before I uh, signed off. I actually give a fuck about this portion of the show. Uh, Fucking turtle. Any fucking minute, you piece of shit computer. Oh, Jesus. The fucking wheel just spins and spins. That means it's loading. Entertaining. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. How to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.